everyone. I'm Virginia Dwan, uh, also known as Mandarin Mama and the host of the Nina Army podcast. Today, again, I have a very special guest, everybody's favorite opa, apparently, <laughs> Jeff Perry. <laughs> Hello. I'm excited for this talk today. This is uh, Jeff Harry uh, with Rediscover Your Play, where we help people tap back into their inner child because that's where the answers lie. And I'm super excited about this discussion about race. <laughs> so uh, today's topic is race and BTS, and in particular, uh, how. Um, I don't even know how to say it right. Yeah, I uh, think there's the combination of the the model minority myth and how it relates to Andrew Yang's article recently where he's said that, you know, we just have to be more American and that will help us um, in this time when there is a lot of racism towards um, Asian people, specifically Chinese people, but just Asian people in general. And then also, what is the whole model minority myth when it comes to um, how American media has embraced BTS or not embraced BTS? Mm, yes, thank you. You know. <laughs> All right. Why don't we? Why don't you take it away? <laughs> you guys, we're recording at six o'clock in the morning, and I, <laughs> for me, it's eight o'clock for Jeff. So his brain has had an extra hour or two to wake up and. I I am like going at half speed, which might be good for most people because maybe I talk too fast. <laughs> All right, take it away, Jeff. <laughs> so, so the reason why part we started it off was so Andrew Yang, who was uh, former presidential candidate Andrew Yang, um, who used to actually work at the White House um, with the Obama administration, came out with an article because there was all of these uh, racist attacks um, that were happening to Asian people around the country. Even someone even being, having acid thrown at them, um, a lot of people getting beat up, and a lot of it tied into uh, President Trump saying that the virus was called the Chinese virus. Mm -hmm. So Andrew Rang wrote this article, um, this op-ed, where he basically said, and here's the quote, um, in the article, he says, we need to step up, help our neighbors, donate gear, vote, wear red, white, and blue, volunteer, fund aid organizations, and do everything in our power to accelerate the end of this crisis. We should show without a shadow of a doubt that we are Americans who will do our part for our country in this time of need, which really brings back... Um, a lot of scars, uh, specifically for a lot of Japanese Americans that experienced mm -hmm. uh, the internment camps during World War II, um, and you know one of the one of the individuals that represents, uh, you know, uh, I think Tule Lake or one of the internment camps um, said something to the effect of like these. This article brought back memories of elders telling us how they were instructed by organizations to be good Americans when just being Americans should have been good enough. Um, that's from Embry referring to the period when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor um, and then over 110,000 uh, individuals of Japanese ancestry were put into internment camps and they also lost all of their land and their housing. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah, 80% of the agriculture was owned by Japanese in California, and then by the end, they had lost it all. So that was the spark of it. Did I capture yeah. that? <laughs> yes, I think so. And so for those of you who are mistakenly stumbling on this, who have stumbled on this podcast mistakenly thinking we're talking about BTS. The reason why we're bringing this up within a BTS podcast is because um, a lot of people are upset that, um, that's the wrong word, I suppose. Um, I think in, in American music industry, it is often said that, oh, if you're just good enough, if you just play by our rules, if you just do X, Y, Z, then we'll play you on the radio, then we'll let you win awards, then we'll blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, um, K-pop has already been amazing. It has been amazing for decades. It has superseded, it is like Western pop music. It is so much more innovative. The, um, the music, the rhythms are all so much more complicated mm -hmm. and clever. The video concepts are miles and miles above the concepts of your typical music video in the Western music sphere. And so, but it, but you know, BTS doesn't get radio play. Um, and one could, you know, and even the fact that there's an argument about whether BTS is K-pop, it's is very similar because the only, and, and I'm gonna break this down further. <laughs> so. Again, my brain's going at like half speed, so I'm gonna try to like connect all these dots. So the Western industry says that if you're good enough, if you work hard enough, if you make good enough music, then of course we'll play you on the radio. Um, but BTS is arguably the best group out there in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And by best, I don't, obviously everybody has their own personal taste of what the best means, but they have the largest amount of fans, they sell the most albums, they have the most number one albums. I think they had four number one albums. Like the only the only records that BTS keeps breaking is their own, right? Like they they they're the ones who keep breaking their own records of outselling themselves. Um so and yeah, so like but BTS still doesn't get radio play, right? Uh, and 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 uh they don't they don't get any really respect uh, in the music industry, it's very begrudging. Anytime like a Western artist compliments them, the Western artist fans get in on that on Twitter, like, who are these women? Who are these? They'll start using like racial terms to discuss mm -hmm. them. They'll be very misogynistic. They'll be like, oh, K-pop is all manufactured. Mm -hmm. um, so anything, it doesn't matter how, so it just really illustrates the whole, the whole model minority myth right there. Right, what they call the bamboo ceiling, right? It, do it doesn't matter how good you are because if even the best that is BTS can't get radio play, that they just called everything to question. Like, it is not actually about how talented and how good you are. And one could even argue that it's, um, I mean, we don't, we're not gonna bring other races into this, like um, how like, you know, hip hop didn't really become accepted until white people liked it, <laughs> right? Or like how Latin music has been global for a very, very long time, for 20, 30 years, and yet mm -hmm. the only reason why they can win Grammys is because there's a Latin Grammys, right? Like you always have to like slice out the people, cutting out the white people. Yep. Um, and so, so we're only gonna talk about the Asian American model minority myth here. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, 
it's totally illustrative of what's happened to BTS um, and highlights. And, and I think it just points to the lie that Andrew Yang is positing. And it's not even a new lie, right? It's, you know, the lies our parents told us. If you, if you just keep your head down, get good grades, get a good job, and it'll be fine. Don't make waves. You know, don't, don't cause trouble. And eventually they'll accept you. Yeah, it's almost like an anointment. Like we, like I, mm. I've seen this a lot with American media and in other industries where they'll like anoint you now. Like I see this with food sometimes when they're like, ooh, Filipino food is getting trendy. And like now that's <laughs> a really important thing. Or like, ooh, this is like, at one point I always use this analogy of like, um, uh, people loved Jeremy Lin for a little bit. And they were like, oh, Linsanity, oh, this Asian guy is killing in the NBA. And then they were like, no, not anymore. We can't handle this. And they kind of just moseyed him out. When he was just as talented as so many other basketball players, probably more talented. But they were like, nah, we don't, we don't want him anymore. It's, it's this weird, um, they did this with Psy with uh, Gundam style, where they were like, yes, your, your song is popular. Okay, now get away. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, um, it's almost like they select as if it's some fun little trend, and then they like push you away afterwards. Like, okay, we're moving on to something else. Um, instead of really actually recognizing the talent people are bringing. Mm -hmm. And really, it is, it is, that's totally what the model minority myth does, right? It diminishes everything that we do because it says, oh, like, for instance, if you're good at math or science, it's like, oh, well, of course you are because you're Asian. Right. You're like, well, actually, maybe it's because I study you asshat. Like, <laughs> so anything good that you do is dismissed. So for K-pop, BTS, anything good they do is because, oh, you were manufactured. Oh, you were a trainee. Oh, you had to do blah, blah, blah. But, like, look at American pop stars. Exactly. Like, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, you know, J.C. Jose, Ryan Gosling, the other Ryan, they were all Mickey Mouse Club right, members. Right. All those boy bands that were designed just the same way. You know, like, K-pop industry is modeled after the American industry. What do you think old school pop stars were? Like, what do you think current pop stars are? You think Taylor Swift writes her own song by herself in a room in a darkened corner, like with her sadness and tears? No, maybe, but they all have song camps, right? Like if you look at any Western song, there's 10 people on it. Why? Because so many people have contributed. So isn't that just as manufactured? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and I think the other part that I love is I love your posts where you post, um, you know, sexy Asian men, because that is something that is not seen in American media mm. for the most part, um, or rarely has it been seen. I think it's only starting to happen a little bit, but it's still few and far between because that has never been uh, the perception of the Asian man. Mm -hmm. And even then it's like, oh, well, they're only pretty because they have plastic surgery or right. they're only pretty or they're only, oh, but they're pretty, they're not handsome. Or they're only hot because, um, like, you're only, we're only allowed certain people who are attractive, right? Right. And, and, right. and, and it has to be, like, a celebrity before, you have to have, you know what I mean? Before it's, like, oh, Asian men are attractive. Um, and, and, and so 
I kind of see this too. Like I've heard fans say like, oh, I don't normally, I'm not normally attracted to Asians, but BTS, they're attractive. And I'm like, do we not see how problematic that is? Like, yeah. do we not see how racist that is? Yeah. Like, again, like, oh, you have to be so much, like, if only you were, like, famous enough or rich enough, then mm -hmm. you could be as attractive as this. Like, so, again, it plays into that model minority myth. It plays into that Asian stereotype of, like, um, emasculated Asian men. When really, when in reality, Asian men were hot before BTS. Asian men are hot in the time of BTS. Asian men will be hot after BTS is no longer as famous or whatever, or has retired. And it definitely ties into some colonialism, you know, BS there, where it's just like the desexualization of Asian men and mm -hmm. then the over-sexualization of Asian women. Mm -hmm. So like you see this drastic, and it's been the same, um, you know, tired paradigm has been pushed since like the 1970s, dude. So like this is, if not earlier. Way um, earlier. And, and they do it to justify, you know, white American soldiers taking over Asian countries and fucking and raping their women. Right. Right? Oh, well, they're, they're so sexualized. Of course, they're asking, right. they're begging to be fucked. Right. <laughs> and that's the only reason I mentioned the 70s is because Bruce Lee was the first Oh yeah, celebrity where they were like, oh, okay, well he's an exception to the rule, and they and I noticed media does American media does that a lot where they're like, oh that person is the exception to the rule, um they might be sexy but most for the most part you know Asian men are very attractive, mm -hmm. um and we bought into this for so many decades man yeah yeah and we think that oh the reason and this is and. This is how it ties together with like what Andrew Yang is saying, right? Because he's saying like, we have to prove how American we are. We have to prove yeah. how hot we are. We have to prove yeah. how smart we are. BTS has to prove how good they are to American media before um, like American media will accept them. And even the fact that so many people, and again, I, I personally have no problem with BTS being labeled as K-pop because K-pop is just what Korea calls popular music in Korea. Right. And BTS is popular music in Korea. And that, but the real, and we don't, I don't really particularly care to get into like an argument. People can have different like interpretations of that. A lot of fans, as a lot of BTS fans have said like, oh, okay, BTS isn't K-pop because it transcended K-pop. Okay, I understand that. Or they'll say, oh, BTS paved the way for other K-pop to come over, um, which I, I kind of understand that. Like, yes, they've, they've broken down a lot of barriers for other people, but, I also see a huge movement to separate BTS from the Koreanness, um, and they and they and, and they'll say no, no, no. We love the fact that they're Korean. We love the fact that they don't sing all English songs. We love the fact that they don't have an all English album. And sometimes that's shade thrown at other K-pop groups who have done all English albums that have varying levels of success. Um, but a lot of it is also. Uh, again, uh, ex like an exceptionalism. They want to separate BTS from K-pop because they want to take credit. They don't, it, that's not what they think they're doing, but that's what it is. It's appropriating, it's appropriating BTS for themselves. We're right. going to separate you from your genre. We're going to separate you from your country. We're going to separate you from your Koreanness. And that's why we've been like, because now- Dude, that is some colonial shit right there. Now, now you're finally Western enough. 
Yeah. Right? Now you've played into Andrew and saying, now we can, ex- we can accept you because you are so much better than all the other Koreans. Yeah. And Ooh. that's what it is. Ooh. And, but then well, here's a question that I have then where, how does the internal racism play into that? Um, in terms of like Asian Americans or like. Yeah, right. Korean Americans when you separate it. Like, look, everyone wants to be exceptional. Okay, so I'm not saying that everyone who's saying that BTS transcends K-pop and is not and paved the way. I'm not saying everybody who does it is racist and colonialist and like, or if they're Asian, they're like internally racist, right? But if these are factors that play into it, okay? Um, you know, a lot, some of the other factors are like, hey, BTS really does kind of transcend K-pop in the sense that they have broken beyond Korean pop, mm-hmm. right? If we're defining K-pop as Korean pop. And they've kind of broken beyond that because they've gone global. So I, 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 I see that as a valid argument. Or a, I don't want to say argument, but I see that as a valid point to consider, to discuss, right? Um, and, but even BTS themselves have said, we're Korean, we're K-pop. We don't care what the hell you call us. We make music. <laughs> like, you like it, you don't. Um, and so what I really appreciate about BTS, where I think that us Asian Americans can really learn from and anybody really but i'm asian and so are you <laughs> this is what we're talking and our today our topic is about the model minority myth um is that they they break so many barriers they break right. so many boundaries and they did it they did it by saying fuck you to the system right um both their their internal their system in korea mm-hmm and systems systems in America, right? So they started winning all these awards. They they first started winning like these social social artist awards because they were they were too loud to ignore. They were the um, so when they broke out onto the scene, I think 2017 in and by broke out onto the scene, I mean like in America right. <laughs> when American media finally knows right. Um, they broke Justin Bieber's six year streak of winning social artist. You know, and and then so then when they did that, all of a sudden people are like, "Who's BTS?" And then they're like, "Oh well, you can only win social awards. You can right. actually win a real, a real award where you know, fans didn't." So then they won the social award again, and then in 2019 they won. They were the first people of color to win um, best duo or group at the American no Billboard Music Awards in six years. Whoa. Only six years, okay? So think of all the people of color artists Yikes. in America. Six years, all right? And they were the first Korean group to ever win that. And I bet you, I bet you that if, if enough K-pop crosses over, they will split it out into the K-pop Grammys and the K-pop Billboard Music mm-hmm. right? They Like they have the Latin Grammys. Because otherwise, the Latin Grammys would win every category. Right, right. That's why they had to split it out. The reason why it makes me so angry is, of course, because I love BTS. But the reason why it makes me angry is the underlying racism, the underlying ze- a lot of um, a lot of fans like to call it xenophobia because it's a much more palatable thing than racism. Right. Because if you call it xenophobia, it's against a part- it's against foreigners. Uh huh. Right. But if you call it racism, then you have to take a look at yourself, right? Because then it's within America. 
it happens here all the time. And then you have to consider racism against Asian Americans. Because yeah, it's great that BTS can do this, right? It's great that BTS can win these awards, but I will be even prouder when it's Asian American. Not because I don't love BTS, but because like we're American enough, like we should be Western enough, if that makes sense. Um, Well, then you also have to look at your own internal racism when it comes to the idea that you're like, oh yeah, well these are the first Asian guys that I've found attractive. Like that's a super interesting statement because then you might then think, wait, did I buy into, um, you know, the propaganda that Asian men can't be attractive for so long? Mm -hmm. And did it have to take this band, did it have to take BTS in order for me to recognize that? Or am I just going to ignore that at this point and just be like, no, they're, you know, they're the only attractive guys that I know. But everyone else, every other one else in the K-pop world is just not my, you know, not my cup of tea. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's separate issues, right? Like there's the people who are not Asian. uh, And then I guess Korean specifically who have said that, oh, BTS is the first Asian that they found attractive. So you're just like, hey, that's racist. And then there's Asian people who are saying, oh, BTS is the first Asians that I found attractive, which then that is, like, that's internalized racism we're talking about. Now, personally, I don't think that it's a twofold thing, right? Like, one, I really have a problem with, you know, Asian folks saying, oh, I just don't find Asian men attractive. It's like mm-hmm. having, se- it's like wanting to have sex with my brother. And I'm like, really? really then how are all the white people having sex with each other (laughs) don't white men look like their white brothers like this is a very problematic statement first you're either saying that all asians look exactly the same hence they all look like your brother and then b like that's just it makes no sense um like you're really underneath that is that you bought into all this emasculation of asian men right you don't see them as viable sexual people yeah. Um, but when you think about the most populous Asians, <laughs> it is the Indians and the Chinese. And, uh-huh. uh, they're pretty Asian. Um, but on top of that, though, is misogyny and like patriarchy, right? Yeah. Because when Asian men respond to this, they tr- so um, a lot. Most of the racism that I've gotten on YouTube or whatever about my family has been from Asian men. Interesting. Yeah. Um, they, they've, uh, someone left a comment on my YouTube. There's like, you know, first they wanted to know if my husband was black. And I said, no. And I knew what they were getting at. I knew what they were going to do. And I said, no. So I just baited them. Uh-huh. Then they're like, is he? And then I just ignored it because what, what's it to them what my husband is? Like right. why did it? Why should why should it matter what he is? Right, right. Uh, and then they left a comment: "You should leave your illegal Mexican immigrant husband and go and go marry a good Chinese person." What? And it was not a, it wasn't a Chinese person that left this comment, but it was an Asian person that left this comment. So of course I'm like, you know, fuck off, <laughs> and that and that's why I was so pissed. So yes, I can see why Asian men get upset that like that when Asian women 
say things like, oh, I don't find Asian men attractive, right? You get that? I don't think that's cool. What is equally and also not cool is you telling me who I should allow in my vagina. <laughs> or in my life, or marry, have children with. You know, like that is, that's patriarchy. You do not get, like, you get these intersecting things. Like, you don't get to tell me what to do with my body. Right, right. This is in the 1500s. Right. Well, yeah, even then it was not okay, but I guess it was, it was acceptable. <laughs> you know, like, so like, you don't, you don't get to tell me who I get to find attractive or love. Now, so what I say, like, when I'm talking, when I'm saying things like, hey, it's not cool to say things like, I didn't find Asian men attractive until we did. I'm not saying like, you can't find who you want attractive. But I want you to look at why you said that. Right, right. I want you to examine why you find that problematic. Right. Right? And I want you to think about how that affects other people when you say that. Mm. Right? I prefer t men who are taller than me. Right? So people say, oh, it's just like height. It's like eye color, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yes, but also no. Right? Because there's a whole bunch of society and racism playing into that that you don't even know. Mm -hmm. Right? That you don't even know. I did talk a lot about this in my episode about like sex and BTS, but um, in how it relates to like Kate, like the music industry and the model minority myth, like we've been talking like over and over about it, but I just can't overemphasize that it isn't, it, it plays into sex, it plays into like talent, it plays into music, it plays into art. It plays, for instance, the fact that people are so amazed about K pop and BTS is because there's the stereotype that Asians are robots. Right, oh. that we we don't. Um, if you look at, do you do you watch figure skating? Yeah. Okay. So I I used to watch it. I'm not like a huge fan. Like I I'm not like one of those like diehard people. But like I used to watch it with Christine Yamaguchi and Scott. Yeah, yeah. But have did you ever notice how anytime the judges or the um, commentators saw the like the Japanese or uh -huh. the Asian yeah. performers. It's like, oh, but if only they weren't so robotic. Yes, that's true. Oh, if only that's they true. did, yes. if only they had. Technically, they're phenomenal. Yes, but artistically, too they're cool. just challenged. They're just too cool. Yeah. They're too, they're too, they only care about technical prowess. Right? Like, we will never be American enough. We will never be white enough. We will never be anything enough because whatever we do, it will be attributed. If we succeed at something, it will be because it's attributed to the fact that we're Asian or that model minority myth. Right. Like, that we're docile, that we're compliant, that we're, that we follow instructions well, but we just don't have enough. So that's great. That makes us great, right? Because we're easily controlled. But then, you know, you're just, you know, you just lack that initiative. You just lack that go-getting, you lack that individual freedom of individual. Right, that's, that's, that's the whole Silicon Valley right there, right? It's true, it's true. You know, so that's, that's how it hurts us. And I never used to think it hurt us. Like, I grew up thinking it was true. I grew up thinking it was true. Oh, because, and I didn't understand how much that hurts us. Right. I just grew up like, you know, being ashamed of like, quote unquote, fobs. Like, oh, you need to speak your English better. 
or or oh you're why like riddle me this why are european accents sexy but asian accents are seen as like you know embarrassing and that and that makes sense as to because andrew yang came from the tech world you know mm. so that is his reality where he believed that he needed to be the good asian guy um you know in order to move up and he's basically telling everyone else this is the playbook that you should do and it's just like why are we choosing to tolerate that but it doesn't work even right like if you see the numbers it's like asian americans make up the most of the tech work workforce but it's still like the numbers of people in actual management position yeah. it's all it's pretty much all white right then like so you can you can both that's why they demand like tech companies break out their numbers right they demand that you break out the numbers of like um your actual employees and who is in management right you know? and so you can find you can you can claim asian americans to make your company more diverse but your uh, management is still sorely white so a question i have for you is what has been the reaction when you've started to post photos of sexy asian men on your social media there's mostly it depends on the photo if the photo is like blatant abs and ass and like muscles and thighs and stuff and like like a pretty like stereotypically masculine presenting face and body it is all especially if they're older like like especially if they're in like their late thirties or forties, right? The response is always like, from men and women are like, yes. But if I post a picture where it is maybe softer, where they're wearing makeup, where they're very stylized, if the hair is very different colored, if they're very androgynous, uh -huh. then it's tons of comments from men and women are like, is that a woman? I thought that was a woman. Wow. Asian. It doesn't matter whether the person responding is Asian or not. It is, yeah, I've gotten it from everybody. It just, wow, wow who, where's the man? Wow. And I'm like, hey, your racism is showing. Hey, your misogyny is showing. And that's why I actually do post a lot of those soft pictures, even though, of course, who doesn't like a good set of abs and then, right. like, pair of glutes? in the morning <laughs> but that's why i post those pictures because it highlights people's misogyny it highlights right. people's racism right well um, it's also redefining masculinity like redefining what's sexy and what's not sexy right and why can't i personally actually i am very drawn to the androgynous look i've always been and i i prefer that um not prefer i, I just find it a valid hot way to look <laughs> you know like i just find it very attractive um and so and if i could pull it off and it didn't require much more effort i probably would do it oh for those of you that don't know or, or don't aren't on my own personal facebook page um i frequently post hot pictures of asian men um as you know a way to bring the make the world a better place um, but also to to fight patriarchy and misogyny and What is interesting because I don't know any other place where I can see that. 
Oh. <laughs> I don't see that in, no, I'm serious. I don't see that in magazines. I don't see that in, or what, online magazines. I don't see that in popular media. It's just not normal to see that, maybe on Angry Asian Man's site once in a while, but rarely mm. is like the, the male Asian man celebrated in mm. all the different forms of masculinity. Yeah. Well, and also I had to, they're not from Western media outlets. Right. Right. Those pictures, right? Like, so I actually really understand where people are coming from because it took me a long time to get used to the K-pop look. And by a long time, I mean a few, a few weeks, a few months. Because <laughs> you have to like change your gaze, right? I don't know if you've, uh, I don't know if what this says about me or wh whether you want to like acknowledge this about yourself, <laughs> but like, mm -hmm. and so when you actually watch like porn made by lesbians for lesbians, it's very different. And it's like, it's startling and it's shocking. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what? <laughs> um, there's a, there's a different, and we've so, we've consumed so much of just straight media yeah. that the only way I even really know how to sexualize a woman is from the male gaze. Wow. Um, you know, like, and it's just so, and so I think the same, so the same way our eyes have become accustomed to women being sexy only in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Like, if if you think of the, like, librarian outfit or a waitress outfit or a maid or like you know a secretary notice that they're all positions of subservience yep yeah right? um and taking orders from a man right like yep. and so and again not saying those things cannot be sexy and that you are automatically subservient to all these things, but like there's power in that right like why why is that and so you have to retrain your gaze. And so again, I had to retrain the way I saw things as what I saw as sexy. Um, and it just takes, it takes willful con consuming of different kinds of media. And so for a long time, uh, I used to subscribe to a lot of pro-black, pro-black um, beauty, um, pan-Africa beauty, um, blogs because and blogs and Facebook pages because I realized that I never saw images of black people in media that were not already racialized right go think about all the times you see unless it was a celebrity like the majority of the times you see images of black people are like what the media the media chooses to show you pictures of black people in not ordinary situations, because God forbid you find a stock photo with a people of color in it, just even holding a laptop, unless if they're stealing it, <laughs> right? Like, cause that, that, those are the pictures you see. Or they're on college brochures at the front. Right? But, I mean, how often do you see, it is so, the main complaint among my, um, you know, black blogger friends is that they can't find pictures of just like a black person drinking coffee. Right. A black person, a black family eating breakfast. And and then say, go, you can't find like pictures of sexy Asian men. Right. So, but that, that's what I mean. You have to go out of your way to find. You have to go out of your way. Uh, and so, and so I've tried to actively retune what I consume. Right. To change that. 
Um, and well, some, so if someone was like, okay, I hear you. Maybe I don't find a lot of K-pop star, male K-pop stars sexy. What can I do to address this internal, I don't know, issue that I might have about what I consider masculine and what's not masculine? What would, they, mean, what would even someone do? I mean, first of all, I'm not saying you have to. I'm not telling you what to do, no. right? <laughs> like, you right. Can, like, like that, you, but at least be aware of it. Um, but if you, it's just, it's, it's totally just willful consumption, willfully changing the way you see things. It's, it's mindfulness, right? Like it, it's the kind of mindfulness that I am a total advocate for because it's like, oh, I'm just looking at hot people. <laughs> like, all right. Let me look at some hot people in a different way. That's not bad. Right? Like, okay. You know, like, darn. <laughs> like, I'm not asking you to do anything painful. <laughs> Um, but like, you know, it's, it's a good, it's just like, um, when we were talking about the inner critic and just pointing out anytime your brain or like, uh, your brain says something like terrible about yourself. This is like behavior mod mo modification therapy, right? Like mm -hmm. when, when I was in therapy, like any, like be mindful of your body, be mindful of, like when, when you're about to like lose your temper at your kids, what does your body feel like? Does it Hot? Do you get nervous? Does your stomach hurt? Does like is it hard to breathe? Do you do you sweat? And I was like, oh my god, all these things, and I never never noticed, you know. Um, so same thing, like when you see a picture and you think and you immediately dismiss it, like why am I doing this? Mm. What is it? What 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 about this thing? What about this picture makes me think that it's a a woman? Or right. why or why do I feel compelled to say it? Like I can think it, but why did I feel compelled to comment on Virginia's picture and think, but that's a woman? What does that say about me as a person? Right. That right. not only did I have this thought, I knew it was gonna piss off Virginia. I knew it was problematic, but I'm still going to say it. Right. Because she has explicitly said, this is a picture of a man. His name is this. He is this old. I find him hot. So I have read all these things. I see this picture, but I am still, and I have thought the things I thought, which is fine. You, can, you can't control your, you, like, you can't control what immediately passes through your mind, but you can retrain your brain. Right. Right? Because it's um, interesting, the, re, the, the reaction of that individual might be like, that's not what sexy is. And they're like, I need to point that out to Virginia to let her know that she's not following the rules of sexy that we've all agreed to. Right? But who, who made these rules? Exact, but this is the thing, right? Who made these rules? You know, and so it goes back to the model minority thing. It goes back to BTS, and that's why BTS has gotten so successful because they said, "Fuck your rules." Right. We'll just we'll do what we want. We'll, we'll do what, what we we'll want. Do what we'll we want. Whoever fans we are, and then you'll come around if you feel if you want to, but we don't really care either way. Right, because you do not define who you are. And I think a lot of times what. A lot of, I mean, if you think about it, what, you know, name more than five successful Asian American artists right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I can think of like, you know, music artists. I can think of like Aquafina or like Dumbfounded, but there's really, it's really rare for you to cut through all of that BS because you have to compromise. Meanwhile, you know, a lot of white artists don't have to do that. They can be whoever they want to be. And, and this is the thing. Have you noticed, like, 
So um, this also plays again into the model minority thing. You, you know that show, Dr. Ken, when, when Ken Jeong had his like, Oh yeah, it was super controversial. It was yeah, it was the it first. It was super mediocre. It was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. It was right. a terrible show. Right. But then, and then, so I was ashamed of it for being terrible. I was like, "Wow, this is really bad." But then I was like, "But how do you explain everybody loves Raymond being on TV for like a decade?" <laughs> that is legitimately like the worst sitcom ever. It is terrible. It is un. I don't even understand how that guy Raymond is a successful comic. He's not funny. He's he's anti-funny. He's like the opposite of funny. He's, he's anti-funny. He's dour. He's boring. The sitcom was stupid. It was like every every stereotype ever of Italians and speaking speaking real right there. It's a terrible. But it's it's. it's, it's just a different, it's a different uh, standard, right? Yeah, but like, but why can't Asians be mediocre? Well, yeah. Why can't we be mediocre? Why do we have to be the best American? Why, when clearly millions of non-Asians are mediocre Americans, right? Like, because you can't because then again they then you would have you know more people of color taking over sitcoms right mm-hmm. you know you want friends and seinfeld and everybody loves raymond you know all these shows the people are like these are phenomenal shows you know like these are average at best you know um but you then have to do something like what was it constant woos show uh, fresh off the boat, and even that was that had to be phenomenal for it to just last. I think it lasted five. five. Mm-hmm. But and everyone's it, like, everyone's like, oh, it's so amazing! Asians are getting representation. I was like, in two shows, and if they yeah. cut those two shows, it's gone. Yeah, and once, so yeah, and the thing is, is, is if that was a show that was about a white family, that probably would have lasted like a decade, if not. I mean, look at Rose, uh, Roseanne. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I only like it in retrospect because of nostalgia. And I, I, did, I, and I didn't realize quite how powerful the, like, blue-collar narrative was at the time in terms of, like, class, you know? Um, but it wasn't, like, amazing. <laughs> like, I think the other part is American media, uh, TV media, really celebrates when they've let one person of color show uh, be successful. Because mm-hmm. they praised themselves when they were like, look, we started the Cosby show. Everyone should give us credit. We started Fresh, uh, Fresh Prince. Look at that, look at that. We gave him this opportunity to this kid from the, you know, from the inner city. Um, mm-hmm. They're constantly giving themselves praise for recognizing one <laughs> one show or one risk that they take, and then they go back to their standard media, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, why, that's why the model minority, this be prove your Americanness, that's why it hurts us. And that's why it, the method that BTS took, where it's just like, we're going to create our own thing, and we really don't care if you accept us or don't accept us, is so powerful because it takes the power away from 
um, American media. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, they don't even care about American media. Right. Like, they won a Grammy, but that's only because they grew up watching the Grammys. They think it's a, like, it'd be nice. They're musicians, of course, they like a Grammy. But they've won all the highest awards in their country. They've gotten, like, music critics awards. Like, they, they have so many awards. It's ridiculous. And, like, the presidential, they're, they're equivalent, like, the presidential medal of cultural merit. You know, like, they, you know, like, and the thing is, we look at it in retrospect as if it was planned from the beginning. Right. Because they've been successful. Right. But if they weren't successful, we wouldn't even be thinking about it. Yeah, there would just be a vacuum that no one would even recognize. Or just be like, there's no need. Or they would just be like a popular in Korea and it'd be fine. Right? Yeah. Like, they didn't expect to be this huge. Um, you know, Korea definitely <laughs> didn't expect them to be this huge. Like, there's risk in not playing by the rules. Like we only we only honor it now because they're successful. That's true. And we know it. But the big risk. So in 2013, of all the bands that debuted, only BTS is still around. Oh wow. Um, I think there's another group, but they're on hiatus or they just everyone else has disbanded. You know, it's a it's I mean, Korea is still it's it's also a very cutthroat music industry too right you have to have money and you have to have the end i mean like any industry right it's not like the american music you, do we actually think radio is only playing those 10 songs yeah. every hour because those songs are the best songs out there no it's because those record companies pay these radio companies they probably own parts of each other you know and that that's why they, that's why they, bts is locked out of the radio like, like it's interesting. And once in a while, like an Asian person squeaks through like Bruno Mars and then we're gonna like, we're gonna play the crap out of this one person and then claim like, look, we are very diverse. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we picked this one person that's gonna represent all of, all of Asian American music. Well, and we haven't even talked about like how the model minorities actually only, the, that myth really only kind of helps and by help i mean it very like backhandedly uh like east asian presenting uh-huh right but like but it hurts it hides right because like, uh chinese american chinese taiwanese americans korean americans and japanese americans are the highest winners, and indian americans are like the highest winners right right but that hides like cambodian Hmong, vietnamese like the lowest, the incredible yep. poverty rates, you know, so, yep. the incredible, like the low high school, like it, it papers over things, right? Like they, they lump us all together. They say we're all the same so that, you know, the people who feel good about themselves can f- continue feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it, East Asians included, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then um, I didn't even mention like Filipinos and then like where people are like, oh, but are you really Asian? Right. <laughs> you know, like the constant, like, are you Asian enough? Like even like the self-policing because everybody's trying to grab when the, what that model minority myth sets up is it makes us all want to grab for this tiny slice of approval by America. And by America, we mean, you know, white people, right? So all of us are fighting for that. When really who said, who said that Americanness is what we want. That is something that we have to even fight for. 
when white people don't ever have to like think about how American they are. Unless if MAGA has their way, I guess, you know, that you have to be pro NRA, pro Trump, pro to be American enough. And then the few times in which something awesome is created, like I think of like some movies like Avatar, um, where um, it was based off of, it was, well, it was, I think it was all Asians that were in, supposed to be in the movie, and then they were played by white actors, and you're just like, oh, not uh, oh, you're not talking about the James Cameron Avatar. You're talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, The Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but they ha- they put uh, Dev Patel. And you're like, oh, not again. Or, or yeah, or the one that kills me every time that, and it's not even based off of an anime, but it's just that stupid movie, The Last Samurai. And you were like, really, The Last Samurai is a white dude? Really, yeah, that's I the know. story. That's and- the story. but that cuts right through to like the biggest issue. Uh, that we have with with white patriarchy, or even like the Great Wall movie. Really, yeah, Matt Damon in a movie. In oh China. yeah, oh, I forgot about. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh, that yeah, was because it's forgettable. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's the one that saves you. He, that guy, not not all of the not all of the Chinese people that are in that movie. That not your guy. fucking wall. <laughs> that dude. That's the dude. And um, I like. I like Matt Damon. I what? like Tom Cruise. But you know what? They don't have to be in this movie. <laughs> you can find a sexy Asian dude. Mm-hmm. Or heck, let's say a mediocre Asian dude. Look at that, you know? Yes. And I think that's the tough part because then you're forced, if you, if you, you're forced to be the exception to the rule because I think of like Dr. Ken, right? Mm-hmm. Where did he blow up? He blew up not after his sitcom show he blew up after he was like acted like a fool and you know and hangover right yes and became super popular then but look because. what he had to do and how over the top he had to be with his comedy in mm-hmm. order to earn the same spot as any of those other actors that were in the hangover oh yeah and and, and if you think about it too he had to play into every Asian male stereotype. Every Asian male stereotype, like desexualized, not masculine, horrible accent, um, conniving, shrewd, like all- Betrayer, you know, like- Yeah, betrayer, all this stuff to entertain people in a very bamboozled sort of way. Mm-hmm. And, and people hate Ken because of that. But you know what? I don't begrudge him that. Oh yeah, I, I love him. How else is he supposed to survive? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it. This this is part of a stretch, but I think people forget what others have had to do to get accepted into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a comedian that would always point out about how Oprah, when she first started, had many guests similar to like the Maury Poviches and the mm-hmm. Mary Springers of the world. She wasn't Phil Donahue, like, you remember Phil Donahue? Phil Donahue, like, like the comedian was like, he made this joke and he goes, she built her career off of like midgets and like KKK people at the beginning. Like that was just like the reality of where she was at. Um, and that it sucks that she, like she had to go through that. And a lot of, uh, why is it that a lot of POCs, especially Asian Americans have to do that and then still are not accepted? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or what ends up happening is that Asian Americans, you know, don't 
a virtual blackface, right? Like, right. You know, or they, you know, they shit on other minorities. Right. To get to where they are, right? Like you mentioned, Aquafina, right? She is problematic, right? Because appropriated a lot of Asian culture, uh, not Asian culture, black culture, you know, and didn't acknowledge it, you know, and and K-pop has this problem, right? Appropriates a lot of black culture, doesn't really acknowledge it, and then still has black. And you're like, you're smarter than that. Like, don't do that. Um, oh, it's so layered. So yes. Layered. Yes. All because we want to fight for what crumbs. Well, if someone was watching this and not you telling them what to do, but what suggestions would you give someone to, like, address any internal racism they might have towards um, the sexualizing of Asian men? with anything you're trying to change right like um you first have to pay attention to what your brain is saying right if you see a picture of an asian man in a certain way and you're like oh or anything right like oh he looks like a woman why why do you think he looks like a woman Uh. like why why well oh what he's wearing well he's wearing a sweater Our sweaters inherently female, or like, oh, he's wearing makeup. Okay, fine, he's wearing makeup. Actors wear makeup. Men wear makeup all the time. But also, why is it bad even if men don't wear makeup all the time? Why is it bad? Why is being a woman bad? Why is that's misogyny, right? Like, why why is that bad to you? Well, I just don't find it attractive. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to find these attractive. But why? Why don't you find it attractive? Oh, because it's not like masculine enough. Well, what does masculine mean? Why do you think masculinity is that way? Who defines that masculinity? Like, if you just follow the, like, be your two-year-old. Channel your inner annoying two-year-old. Right. Why? Why do you think this? Why? 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 Why do you, what, what makes that blah, blah, blah? Why? Why do you say that? Why do you say that? And keep following it. And eventually, it will, cha- it will follow down to the path of like, Patriarchy, <laughs> racism, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you a person who grew up in a racialized, patriarchal society. Right. Right? And and then what about for someone that's just like, no, I'm not attracted to Asian men because they look like my brother. I mean, same thing. Like, why do you say that? You think white people don't look like each other? <laughs> like, see, I have like, I think the older I get, the more I think my brain goes space blind. And I think like, like so James used to make, my husband used to make fun of me. Like, he's like, you think every black actor is Danny Glover? I was like, that's not true. But it was also kind of true because like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why, but like, it took a lot, and even now, like, now I think every black actor should be like, in just Alba. But like, but, you know, like, but it just, you just haven't seen enough faces that's for true. your brain to like discern them. So when I first get into any K-pop band, I think they all look the same. Why? Because you're not used to seeing them long enough uh-huh. for your brain to differentiate them. And uh-huh. so all you can do because of the way brains are structured for evolutionary survival in the wild, you have to immediately group things into a certain thing so that you can know, hey, that will eat me. No, I can eat that. Right? <laughs> like that's, that's how our brains are made, right? Like, um, but it takes, time 
to differentiate, right? Like, so if I, it's the case too, if I see a whole group of white people, I think they all look the same. It's just, you just need more exposure, right? And this is not the type of exposure where you like you die of exposure on the Oregon Trail or like you get paid in exposure and then you can pay your mortgage in exposure. That that's not what I mean in this yes. sense. It's like, no, you just literally need to see more of it. You know, you just need to retrain your brain. And it took time for me to retrain my brain. And there are still times where I look at these pictures and I'm like, why? What? This what why? <laughs> I don't I don't find this attractive at all. Um, but ultimately, it's like, they don't care if I find it attractive. Right? I don't actually know how much we actually talked about the model minority. <laughs> we bounced around, but we stayed focused for the most part. Yes, yes, we did. All right. So um, thank you, everyone. Please like and subscribe and hit the notification bell or hit the subscribe uh, thingy on the podcast thingy, for lack of a better term. And um, special thanks again to Jeff Ferry. And... We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much. See ya.